This is Sterling Gates. You're listening to The Flash Podcast. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, season 3.5 of the Flash Podcast, which is the summer season of the podcast where we're, while we're waiting for the fourth season of the Flash coming, uh, kicking off on the CW, we will, uh, every week mostly, come come together, do some special coverage of um, character reviews from season 3, and some special topics as we're literally just waiting for season 4 of the Flash to kick off. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me is... The lovely, the talented, the beautiful, the geektastical Mr. Andrew B. Dice. So, Andrew, welcome back to the podcast. How you been doing? How you been doing? <laughs> I've been very flattered. Um, I'm I'm impatiently waiting for the for the show to come back or to get, you know, all kinds of trailers, all kinds of costumes. I want all of it. Yes, I I want that too. I. Uh, I mean, we're in the middle of August, which is good. Which means because that means that we're. We're getting closer now to the to the point where they're gonna start doing all those marketing, you know, more casting news and more announcements and all that. So, but since we didn't have you on for our Comic Con recap episode, uh, I just want to kind of touch base with you, like what your thoughts on everything we've learned about season four so far, uh, what your thoughts are, what you're excited for, and um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, we have a couple of news pieces we're going to discuss but uh, but yeah like you want to give uh, the listeners your um your uh, and also guys for anyone li- wondering yes amy and Brittany are not here this week so it's just the double a's the, the boys and i would uh, i i would i would probably put a disclaimer that you know there we, there we we know no boundaries so just strap in relax and enjoy whatever whatever show that you're about to listen to. So, Andrew, uh, you want to give the listeners your thoughts on um, what you what your thoughts are on uh, season four uh, from the details we've been getting? Yeah, uh, I'm 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 definitely intrigued. Like I, I, the 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 way it's being described in the poster, I think there was the you know the puppet the puppeteer. Um, I'm even the thinker as a villain is kind of. It, it seems like such an original take on the character. It would have to be that I'm automatically interested to know how it's going to change the formula of the show that is by this point pretty well established. I'm also hesitant to start hoping or speculating too much just because th- – th- hmm, what's the nicest way to say this? Announcing that Flashpoint was going to be adapted, I think, was inviting fans to get excited for things that, at the end of the day, the show was just not going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And 
that is a lesson learned. Like, I don't think anybody is particularly at fault or anything like that. No hard feelings. It's just really shown me that I'm not going to start. I can get my hopes up. I can I can hope that it's going to be different and all of that. I'm I'm usually not the kind of person to do that to begin with. But uh, I'm reserving speculation until there is at least a little bit more to go on. You know, uh, an idea of how the structure of this season is going to be changing now that we're kind of divorced from the reverse flash. You know, th- that that whole thing and if we're going to really be starting a new chapter for Barry or if we're going to be building off of what came before. I don't even really know that. They're the kind of have said things to both sides. Like I know we're going to do the reborn and all and all of that, but um which we'll probably discuss a little bit, but I am cautiously optimistic, but the caution is not there because I'm not sure it's going to be good or not. It's just I don't really know what it is going to be, so I'm Staying open-minded so everything is just a nice surprise for as long as I can, anyway. Well, you and I, we we picked the we picked the wrong job then in that case because we're reporters, so we're probably going to get spoiled anyway, no matter how much we try. <laughs> True. But, but basically, you know, like, you know, to kind of put it in a general uh, sense, it they've been talking very much about that it's going to be a much brighter season, going back more to the light-hearted tone of the show that we all fell in love with in season one, which uh, you know I, that, that's what's that's kind of what's pulling me right now. With uh, anytime I listen to an inter- listen or read an interview or watch an interview with them, you know they're talking about that we're, we really want to get back to the light uh, because uh, the three things that the show has always fo- focused on is heart, humor, and, and spect- spectacular, basically, um, and. And they added some fun characters so far. I mean, we're going to see the thinker, and uh, we're going to see his um, uh, right hand, uh, the mechanic, uh, who Amy kind of gave a good example of like basically being Dr. Poison from Wonder Woman, um, kind of filling that role. So that will be, I mean, hopefully they do something like that. And then, of course, we're going to have the amazing Danny Trejo as uh, Breacher, Gypsy's father. Um, are you a big Danny <laughs> Trejo fan? I, it's hard not to be. I think. I mean, he's just the coolest. Is, is the only answer. I mean, yeah, everything he does seems to be from a place of fun. So while while that announcement was a little bit surprising, it actually makes perfect sense when you think about it. And um, now the the biggest the biggest addition we're gonna have this season is Elongated Man, uh, Ralph Libney, played by Harley Sawyer. So what um what are your thoughts about the, them adding? Because I I didn't know he was like a character who was very directly associated with the Flash. So like I when I heard that that, that was kind of a big surprise to me. Like was that th- does it make sense to you as you know a longtime Flash fan that they are adding him in? I think my first thought was because he he's existed for a long time in the in the comics as the elongated man i think that the story that uh, is probably more controversial because i'm sure there are people who don't like it i thought it was fantastic was identity crisis and and that's kind of the story that people point to as um where the kind of G like golly G really good nature of Ralph and his wife Sue was subverted to tell a, a pretty heartbreaking story and then he his story continued into uh, 52 which was part of their lead up to the to the new 52 relauncher and all, all of that well, it was, well unrelated in the terms of it's a weekly that's a whole different thing 
Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis. Anyway, most of the stories around him in recent memory, which are the ones that I tended to read, dealt more with his uh, detective skills and him being a good-hearted person who had gone through some pretty tragic stuff, but was a really sweet guy. And so with the announcement of the elongated man was kind of a bit surprising, but Ralph Dibney being introduced into the flash felt like a pretty, a pretty proper tone for that character. He and Barry Allen would be good friends that would get along with, with their temperament. So it is kind of interesting to see how they're going to differentiate them because they are pretty similar. Like uh, the Ralph that I know is, is pretty close, especially young. Um, he's, he's pretty young here. The overlap between he and Barry was probably big enough that it could be a problem, but I, I tend to think they're going to zero in on his detective skills, which is a lot of fun because we've strayed. We talked about this a lot last season. We've strayed from Barry's work with solving cases Oh, right. He so, had a job. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to comment on that when they bring Ralph in and say, you know, Barry has forgotten how to do this. But with The Thinker, I think it uh, <laughs> it's a good time to bring in a character who is known for their intellect and uh, ability to be not destroyed by bad stuff that's happened to him. I don't know if they're going to be literally adapting that in the show, but thematically, at least, it felt like a really nice announcement alongside the usual villains and you know like supporting character stuff yeah i i did um, you were bringing up uh, sue for uh, for a second there and i i realized that there were a couple of fans that were wondering if we're gonna see her in the show i i mean if it's if this is the origin story of elongated man maybe it will build build up to that maybe maybe she's out there somewhere yeah it's it'll be interesting because i think that ralph is definitely a huge potential candidate for a continued role in the Arrowverse. Um, seeing which characters ended up on Legends of Tomorrow, I think that Ralph is very much... Uh, it's, yeah, it's we're tough. not going to give any more Flash characters to Legends. I, I'm over that. <laughs> I, I, I'm nervous over the fact that they're going to give Gorilla Grodd to, Le- to Legends, which means that, oh, RIP, Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, well, but this is the problem. Is Also, Ralph, if you took... Barry's old-fashioned personality and tied it to someone like Nate on Legends, you end up with a character who really could be a lot like Ralph Dibney. So, I don't know. It's That's maybe just a, a pipe dream or me hoping that the Arrowverse will maybe look a little bit different in a year or two than it does now. But, uh, I don't really know. I don't know about Sue. I feel like well, I have thoughts about how romances have been handled in some of these shows that we've covered before that I don't want to revisit. But, I mean, if, if Ralph meets Sue, all you really need is to just make it the most sweet, heartwarming stuff, and it'll be faithful. But I don't know if there is time to explore that. It maybe it maybe is part of his send-off from the show if he really does get one. But, uh, yeah, poor Sue. Well, if, I don't know if this will make you... A bit more optimistic about it, but in uh, when um, that hashtag show broke, um, the casting breakdown for Elongated Man, The Finger, and The Mechanic on Ralph Dibney's casting breakdown, which we have up on the Flash Party website, it said this following note: major recurring guest star with a series regular option for next season. Also, oh, they they're not even well. He's a good character to add in. I don't know about. 
Boy, if it's a regular, that's really changing the complexion of the show. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe they'll have a plan for Wally or, you know, to keep <laughs> Killer Frost out of the main line, the main thrust of the show. And if they do that, then it definitely would open up this. I mean, that is kind of the thing that's been missing is Barry at this point in his life, like for all of the way that he came into the show with Oliver and all of that, the friendship kind of isn't there with Flash, like a, a superhero friendship. Yeah. Um, I mean, besides vibe. If, yeah. Well, yeah. But then, I mean, that is that Cisco is his friend getting powers. You know, it's not like um, a meeting of equals. And I feel like if we, if we get to see Ralph's own origin story as an intelligent guy um, becoming a hero on his own because he really needs to, mm-hmm. uh, then that is definitely a peer of of Barry's. I am, I don't know. I I would be psyched. I mean, it all depends on how this version shapes up. But that's really cool. I like I like Ralph as a character, and I like the idea of there being more detective here. I'm usually pretty worn out on police procedurals and zany detective shows but the flash so aggressively had none of that last season that maybe i'm just willing to overcompensate now i don't think i saw any of these people go to work last season like besides julian i mean again hashtag let iris go to work that's my one wish like let her go to like let her write articles guys let her just let her just write stuff it's not that difficult like if von jensen can work in you know iris reporter stuff in his stuff in his flash run i mean yeah. i'm just saying i mean i just i just want to see iris go to work really i mean i just want to see reporters being well treated well portrayed on television because <laughs> i sometimes something i want to get into greg Blanet's head and just be like what is your idea of a reporter in 2017 mm. yeah you know what that well we'll see what happens with iris no, she's not. Gonna I would be a, I would be a fool if I really raised my expectations. Well, at least she won't be dangling, looking like she's going to be killed off again or something like that. Because True. we're hopefully done with that. I never want to have to spend a season again where I have to explain to kids where I'm like, they're not going to kill her off. It's like it was that was one of the most exhausting things ever, having to explain to like I you know posted on Twitter that I. A long conversation I had with two kids that were like, "Please, Andy, explain to us why you don't, why you know that Iris won't die." And I, you know, I couldn't tell, <laughs> I couldn't tell her them. Go to go to your computer, Google Arrow plus season four plus contra- plus uh, death plus controversy plus reactions. That's what I had to tell their dad, and he was just like, "Oh, well, that doesn't look good at all." <laughs> okay, so that's yeah. why, that's why you're so certain, but also because I. Um, but uh, no, but I mean, I'm looking forward to Ralph Vibney. I think it's going to be. It almost sounds like the way you're describing it is that this could maybe be Flash's kind of like Hal and Ollie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Someone who well, they're an interesting pair because they're they're going to need to differentiate Ralph. I know in the comics he was kind of. Well, it was the the joke was that. Uh, Sue would kind of, you know, lovingly point out that when he was on a case, you know, when he like had a breakthrough, his nose would wiggle. And that was just kind of uh, an encapsulation of the guy like he's most, you know, himself and energized when he's solving a case. So, uh, you know, that that has kind of become more of 
Caitlin and Cisco's thing of, of being the people that actually break things and have the ideas and all of that. But there's enough with their characters to do their own thing and leave that for Ralph. That could be fun. I don't know where Wells fits in with that, but oh, which we'll one? cross yeah. that bridge when we get to it. Exactly. I, uh, I, I really... I know Tom Kavanagh teased that we're going to see some new Harrison this season, but I'm like, can we just keep Harry at this point? Like, I mean, what, what does Harry really have to do back on Earth, too? Like, he doesn't really have much of a life. So, like, Harry, just stay. Just stay on Earth 1. Um, but, um, and also, speaking of casting news, we did have a couple of days ago, we, um, we're going to be need- meeting a new DC character in, um, in episode 3. And uh, we're going to be meeting Hazard. Um, Rebecca Sharp, a.k.a. Hazard, is coming to Central City, played by Sugarland Beard. And uh, she's described as uh, a professionally down on her luck and is convinced her life is cursed until a freak accident changes everything. I wonder what that accident could have been. What the universe (laughs) on the... Again, there's only one way to become a metahuman in this universe, apparently. With the, yeah. universe, with the universe on her side, uh, with the universe on her side, she p- poses a threat to both Team Flash and Central City. So, yeah, this she looks like a fun villain, so that will be interesting to see what they will, will do with her in that episode. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like, again, like this season is going to be a lot brighter and fun. And yeah. um, just more optimistic. And, um, and before we, um, we go on to our main point for... For this episode, and the, I don't think we mentioned on last week's episode uh, because we we did our interview with the amazing Jeremy Simser, um, but we have crossover dates set. Um, November this this year, this year of November, we're gonna have a four show crossover, but a little bit different this time. So on Monday. November 27th at 8 p.m. Supergirl will be airing, uh, part one. Yes, this time we're getting a full Supergirl episode. It is actually a crossover episode. Not just like 55, no, 52 seconds, <laughs> because 52 is a magic number. 52 seconds of Barry is showing up. He's yeah. Like, he, yeah, like that That was so annoying because they're like, Fortnite event. Not, and I'm like, no, CW, not really. Shut up. And then, but then also, after Supergirl, for this week, for that week only, Air will be airing at nine eight central right after Supergirl. So, yes, uh, Oliver will, will be invading Supergirl Monday nights. Uh, will in Monday night. So, um, hopefully he will share. He will be good on sharing because that's Kara's night. So Ollie behave, and then on t- the following night on the you know it's it's funny. I keep thinking that he's a real character and that he actually listens to a podcast. Oliver Queen listened to a podcast. That would be cute. And uh, on Tuesday, uh, uh, November twenty eighth, Flash will be at eight seven central as usual, followed by Legend at night eight central. So instead of a four night event, it's going to be a two night event with four episodes. So we for a treat. We don't know much about this crossover, other than the fact that it seems like romance is a key role for this year's crossover. Oh will, boy. Will there be a wedding? Maybe. Will be will there be a double wedding? I f- hope not. <laughs> because Andy doesn't want to share if it's a, that certain <laughs> relationship that is getting married with any other couple. Like, even if it's the great ships like Sanders or Josiel or Supercore, like I mean, like I don't want, I, I don't know, I don't want anyone hamming in on the uh, on the the perfect wedding that's gonna be West Island. Um, Andrew, before we went on there, you said that you had 
some crossover thoughts you wanted to share on air. So, uh, hit me. I am, like you, I am weary when it comes to character weddings because, honestly, because it is a big thing that is just a big romantic moment that I don't really think needs to be a wedding because after it, the characters basically just continue being who they are because I believe that's how real weddings work. Um, <laughs> you know, it isn't going to drastically change their way of being or their character uh, in any way. So I, I guess I don't really like how, how much of an excuse that gives to writers and producers to just do that. Like, it's fun, but it's fun as an extra thing. I wouldn't want that to be what the crossover is built around or to have a central role or, you know, whatever they say. I would, honestly, if this season of The Flash is being promoted as bright because they realize that they really need that, then I hope the crossover is that too. It isn't just, uh, you know, we both need to attack this thing. I hope it's just more than that. Yeah. You know, I- what if it's... um. Do we, what is the date? For the crossover? Yeah. November 27th and November 28th. So it's Monday and Tuesday. Okay, so I'm going to hope that it is Oliver helping Barry and Barry helping Oliver find the perfect gifts for their lovely ladies. That is what... It'll be the holiday approaching. There'll be all of the jingle bells and everything playing. And they'll be going and fighting people through busy shopping malls. And that will be the big thing is, oh, no, there's some horrible thing that happens at the mall while we are trying to just find the right jewelry to buy our loved ones. That's what I'm hoping the crossover is because romance does play a massive part in that. Well, I mean, Andrew, I mean, I mean how can Oliver get a gift for his uh, lovely lady, um, Damien Dark Kilder? Mm. At, tweet me at Annie. I'm not going there. Yep. For, for any haters, you can tweet me at Annie Black because hashtag Canero forever. No, I. Here's the thing. Do a wedding if you, if you have to. If you have to put the West Allen wedding in the crossover, do it if you can do it well and right. And the fear I have, as you guys can probably guess at this point, is that I don't want a West Allen slash. That other ship that shall not be named because it's the I don't I don't care for it. If you like it, it's totally fine. I don't, for any listeners out there, if you like that one other ship on that other show about an archer, <laughs> I will not judge. Mm-hmm. I respect and fully acknowledge that you care for that ship. But here's the thing: the line cro- goes. At West Island, if you go, if you infiltrate that relationship and you infiltrate their special moment, we are gonna have a problem. I will not accept their. Be- Look, here's the thing: I know Arrow fans are still pissy about the fact that the hundredth episode had to be part of the crossover. But guess what? The, thanks to the invasion, we got the most beautiful Arrow episode of all time. We got to see you know Oliver accepting. His dark, you know, the dark t- times of his life. He was able to move on finally. We got you know that what if story which i thought it was beautiful and it was also a reality where <laughs> all of our lore were getting married oh uh, yeah no <laughs> you know what it just occurred to me mm-hmm. it just occurred to me that the absolute best solution would be that barry and oliver and quentin and joe 
all decide to team up to find the perfect gift. And then, meanwhile, at the exact same shopping mall, all of their significant others, we're talking Cecile. We're talking, what is Felicity's mother's name again? Donna. Is it Donna? Yeah, Donna Smoke. Donna. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> say Donna like that one more time. <laughs> Donna. Oh, my God. Okay, go what on. Do- what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then Felicity, and then... Who am I leaving out? This would be Iris. Felicity, Iris, Cecile, Donna. Yeah. And then, you know what? Throw Wally in and Jesse just because for the fun of it. And then Harry because he's sad because <laughs> he doesn't have anyone. Oh, oh, so there you go. Wow. So we're, we're, not, we're not going Tracy Harry then. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. I don't know. Oh, why would she like him? She loved Harry, not. Uh, she loved HR. On. Or she loved HR, right. I mean. Not Harry. I mean, just give, I mean, just just give HR a, a, a just give Harry a roof, and he will be he will be HR in a heartbeat. Writers, I'm not really suggest, I'm not really promoting roofies as a thing. I'm, <laughs> or no, what I'm it, like fifteen cups of coffee. It's the first time he tries a Zoom or whatever that drink was. I still can't believe that Central City is celebrating. <laughs> like, Fly doesn't have a drink, but Zoom does. Yeah, well. We have to let it. We have to bury the hatchet on this one. We need to let it go. Yes, no, but the thing is, like for me, here's what I'm concerned about with the crossover: is the fact that. So we're dealing with four episodes. Is it just gonna be about the wedding, or can we actually have like because they keep Wendy Miracle, the show, one of the showrunners of Arrow, has been saying that. We're we're you know the 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 storyline we're doing it it's well rooted in DC. Um, so I'm keep wondering, well, what is that? What what could be? I mean, because they've been talking about the fight. You know, how do you top aliens? And I, I, I mean, Andrew and I, we've had the perfect answer since since June. Just go with the crime syndicate, and then again, <laughs> again give me. They they attack the shopping mall. The whole you, you, four episode you, crossover you, is set you, in the mall. You're not you're not thinking big enough, Andrew. The entire the attack. The Mall of America, like a super mall. Sh- yes, exactly. Done. There we go. Yeah, I um. No, but again, it's a, here's the thing. If you're gonna have a wedding and also do this DC major story and so on, I just kind of feel like it's gonna one part is gonna be underserved. We're not either the, the wedding will be rushed or the the major DC crossover thing will be underutilized. And I kind of feel like, I mean, you know, I mean, I was saying this to Amy and Brittany on our Comic-Con recap episode. Like, how beautiful would it be if we had a West Allen Christmas wedding for the mid-season finale? Like, we, you know, we close out the year with uh, for, for 2017 with a wedding. Um, maybe Mark- Grandma's eggnog. Egg, right. The eggnog, yes. Yep. Uh, bonus points. And then a cameo by Mark Hamill because he always he's always in the... <laughs> Although I don't think he was in... Was he in? No, he was in last year's Christmas episode because, uh, because he was uh, playing With the bombs. Yeah, he put no, 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 not he, that was season two. Season three, he played really. He played his. Uh, do, he he played his uh, Earth two Earth three doppelganger. Oh, doppelganger. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The just happened to look like the Joker, yeah. but he's they could have called him the Jokester. Like they had the perfect setup. <laughs> I will digress. The thing is, I'm. Anything I'm. I trust Greg Belanti, Andrew Kreisberg, and etc. That they will do 
they, if they have a great plan in mind, I will happily wait till November 27th and 28th and to see how it is all executed. But with all this romance, but here's 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 why I think I'm so concerned. Romance has a very particular meaning in the CW universe on any show. Um, it can sometimes be well done. It can sometimes be extremely exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with four shows on f- two nights for four hours. A brother can help but feel a little concerned. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, let me ask you this. Can you t- legit tell me any good DC wedding story? For all, like, okay, I mean, how old are you? I am 30 years old. You're 30 years old. You, you look great. Oh, thank in, you. <laughs> you're 30 years of being a DC fan. Can you legit name me one great wedding event in the world of DC Comics that had a significant impact. It wasn't just a one issue thing that was, like, they built up to it. Ooh, that's that's tough. Did Rose and Clark even have a good wedding? No, that was kind of, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, the actual way they went about it. So it's hard to say that in hindsight, we'll we'll only remember the good parts. There was one in, like, the zero issue of the new Justice League in the, like, 2008 that had them all attending, I think it was Roy's future wedding, and that was great. Who was he married? But I can't remember. It was it was a. Uh, was it, it was, me? I recommend it. I don't. I can't remember. I. You know what? I want somebody else to point that out. If anybody is listening, it doesn't know what I'm talking about. Go. It's like I think it was the Jeff Johns written one in 2008 Justice League Zero issue. Who's in is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman on the cover, and it was doing yesterday and tomorrow, yesterday and tomorrow. So it was unidentified. Things in the Justice League's past and moments in the future, like Superman or Wonder Woman sitting over the spot in Gotham where Batman died, um, because he's obviously going to, and you know Roy all grown up getting married. I think it was Roy. Moments in the back, wicked comic, um, but again, it's a zero issue and is nothing beyond that. Uh, so I totally hear you. I mean, the wedding is kind of it's a marketing thing, almost always. The, the only one that really stands out is when Oliver and uh dinah finally got married just because it was years coming but again they were already basically married um which so di- hard which, which to, dinah hard was that that was dinah lance the well, original well what was her name uh i think it's the right name which was dinah lance i, f- I feel like you're I missing it i think you're missing a name uh dinah uh, i guess we can add in that's a, a bit of a retcon but okay hold on Andy, the important thing is, I've solved this entire thing. Just say, just say, Donald Laurel Lance, I can get that satisfaction. I've solved this entire thing. <laughs> okay. okay. This is the final word. And everybody will know exactly. CW, you can call me up. I'm free to, I can frame this out into an entire pitch. We got four episodes, four nights. We have the four men all looking for the gifts for their ladies. And the ladies probably doing the same for their men if we want, if we can, if it's easy to divide it up like that. And we have something old on the first night, which is Joe looking for a gift for Cecile. We have something new, which is Barry looking for a gift for his new fiance and wife, Iris. We have something borrowed, which is uh, Harry looking for a gift for Tracy. 
because he's filling in for the dead Harry or the dead HR. And then we have something blue, which is Oliver is looking for the perfect gift to leave uh, on Laurel's grave. <sighs> I, I really thought he was building up to something like, like, oh, look, to any listeners out there, yes, I have unresolved issues with Arrow. I will still never forgive them that they, what they did to Black Canary. I want Laurel and Oliver together if I can. But by the time that show comes to an end, you know what? Just put them together with a Black Canary and you will have me satisfied. But whether it be Donna Drake, oh, it's, it's still going to be so weird because I will keep thinking, oh my god, Oliver married Laurel's mom, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although no but i love diana ray she's so kick-ass on that show julian harkaway yeah. is sweet she i got to talk to her at comic-con and she is the loveliest and but also so is katie cassidy and they and they you know what they seem to be doing really well as they're doing really well as friends like they're forming a canary friendship off uh, off screen so maybe they will f- form it on air um but really blue, like that's what Oliver would put. Or you know what? I I guess that would be better than him getting something for Felicity. If I just want to be really petty, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. Would this be like, okay? Would this be an expensive, thoughtful gift, or would this would just be something that just washes away like after a day? No, I think it would be something. He would spend the whole episode, and they wouldn't be good enough. And then he would find the thing, and he'd be like, "This is perfect," and it's like the most beautiful thing you can imagine. And then we see Felicity like at home alone, and then he takes it to Laurel's grave. That would make you very happy. I feel like that would make you. I mean, I think, very I mean, look, I mean, look, you, you, you are a Canary fan too. I mean, I know you love you says on Green Arrow, Black Canary. I know you love Benjamin Percy's uh, Green oh, yeah. Arrow run. Oh my God, guys! If you're not reading Green Arrow by Benjamin Percy right now, yeah. you are. It's the best DC Rebirth book. Mm. Yeah, that's arguable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but hopefully we'll have some. <laughs> the crossover was not meant to be this much discussed, but you know what? Because Anna have not recorded since June, I think like I, this is us like just getting it out of our system. So, but we're gonna get to our main point now. So, uh, we don't do we don't talk about the DCEU often on the show on the show, but given recent announcements that came out at Comic Con, and uh, we were originally yeah. gonna talk about it at like, our Comic Con recap episode, but. You know, it was a long episode, and also it felt wrong not having Andrew Dare talking about it because he is one of the bi- biggest supporters of DCEU. Yes, guys, there's actually people who actually appreciate what Zack Snyder and his uh, amazing group of people like who was involved with the DCEU and so on. Actually, we he, he, there's actually people who appreciates it uh, and doesn't pick a part of every single thing they do. And um, so I thought, <laughs> wow, that. Me being subtle with shade that went out, that went out a long time ago. Yeah, but um, but no, uh, we we're gonna talk about the Flash in the DCU and why we're doing that because at San Diego Comic Con, you know what, Andrew, you were at Hall H. Why don't you tell the listeners what happened at Hall H during the DC presentation? Oh well, specifically uh, for people like myself who were hoping for some kind of update about the Flash movie, who is going to write it, who's going to direct it, what the plot is going to be. We didn't really get stated specifics or announcements, but we did get the potential bombshell that the title shown for the DCEU movie starring the Flash was Flashpoint, uh, which... I mean, for reasons obvious to every fan, is almost more effective 
than announcing a writer or director because we know what Flashpoint means in the comics. Uh, we know what it means on TV, and apparently we're going to find out what it means in movies. Now, when you when, can you tell me when you got the when they showed all the titles, like what did like was was there someone announcing the titles? Like like what did they what did the presentation actually look like? No, it kind of just went through all of them. Like it just showed you know the the movies that we knew about and then the other characters um, that that we didn't. Uh, there were a few. It's hard to know how much to really. The ones they showed were the ones they want people to see because they didn't show one for the Nightwing movie, which we know is in development and the director has since said you know we're not rushing anything like i'm in place so i'm developing it uh which might be a reason why they did show the flash because they want to develop it it's just a matter of getting it you know getting it on the move and with the title like flashpoint it obviously does that i it wasn't uh, it wasn't given a formal introduction or anything like that but you don't make a reveal like that without wanting people to notice it so it appears for the time being the studio is not looking to make a Flash movie, you know, untitled Flash movie, but they have decided to title it Flashpoint. So it's, so it's not going to be called The Flash, Colin, Flashpoint? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. I, I kept hearing, hearing different things about the titles. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's – I mean, I personally am of the mind that, like, the DC has kind of – it, it makes more sense, to, in my mind, to release movies that aren't um, – you're not assuming that you're releasing them into a vacuum anymore. You know, like the days of Superman the movie are gone because everybody gets it. Everyone knows that these are movie characters. They know the characters. With a character like The Flash, people you know, would casually know about it from the TV show um, – you're obviously looking to get more people than just the people who watch the TV show. But people know the show exists. They know the hero is the Flash. They know he's fast. They're going to see him in Justice League. So if you just announce, you know, The Flash as the title of a movie, that's actually pretty bland. Uh, it's kind of, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Boy, you really scratch your head on this one. You know, Wonder Woman isn't, isn't called Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman. So it would make sense. And she's not even really called it in her own movie. But. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. They never call. No, they called it Wonder Woman at least once, did they? I don't think so. What? I don't know when they. No, I mean I she's still basically stealth. Oh, right. At this point, she's not. Patty, what public. the hell? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Patty, is you listening? We... Yeah, and that's you know, I mean, the Flash is. It's a good name. We saw Barry discover it in the TV show, uh, and that's great and everything too, but. If you title it something like Flashpoint with that branding, I think it is more compelling, at least while in the development stages of this movie isn't just the hero. Um, it shifts the perspective into the movie we're making is about this story. Uh, and anybody who goes digging into what Flashpoint is is going to find a pretty huge Jeff Johns comic that only will build their excitement about what it could be, even if – uh, that's maybe not the best idea of what to expect from this movie in the DCEU, I would argue. Yeah, because I am... Um, so, so so that was kind of your... Was that like your initial reaction when you saw that? You were, were you mixed when you saw that they announced Flashpoint because of... 
Well, I mean, not just because of the TV show reason they haven't adapted it, but it because, I mean, we've done, f- what, four movies so far in the DCU, and they're already announcing Flash. But, and again, just let's to, just so we, we, we're clear to listeners, we have no release dates on any of these films. Like, I asked... There's rumors. I asked around everywhere. Some people are stating that they're order that, that these films were shown in like the title show, was shown in during the presentation that's the slate so supposedly flashpoint could be for 2020 and um, which has seemingly now there's i think i believe there was a forbes report that uh mentioning i think gal Gadot may have said something and people were basing on that. i think i though i remember the forbes report yeah saying that but basically just stating it plainly that uh, Gal Gadot is expected to reprise her role as Wonder Woman in Flashpoint. Yes, and um, no, but like, what were your initial thoughts? Like, were you skeptical? Or were, you, were you excited? Like, how did like what went when went through your head <laughs> when when you uh, t- t- break down it to me? <laughs> yeah, honestly, the first reaction I had was, "Oh, well, I'm not expecting much from that because of what the TV show did." Uh, that was that was legitimately my first reaction was, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, I wow. mean. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not the first to do it. I, like Civil War, you know, in the in the Marvel universe is the exact same thing. It's it's just it's an effective title that it works on its own because it has you know zip to it. <laughs> oh, I just turned into like a seventy year old ad executive. It has some panache, you know. Like there's something to the name that's interesting. Um, but do, you, it, do you feel but, bullish about uh, yeah, the yeah. Oh my I'm god, I'm feeling really razzed, oh. you know, right now. So ease up. Um, but no, I mean, I, my initial reaction was, I will not read too much into this because I, I think maybe the the big thing that I ended up settling on when it comes to that title is Flashpoint. Um, Jeff Johns is big on thematic ideas um fueling events not plot fueling them um and with flashpoint it was and john's had kind of mentioned it throughout his different run in dc comics it was that you know every every hero has the one day they would change if they could usually because it takes that to make them into what they become um and barry is the one guy who always had the power to do it but was always the hero who knew he shouldn't. And that's a really good story. What happens when he does, you know, like what happens when he betrays his heroism or his, you know, what matters to him, his code. Uh, And what happens is everything goes to hell because Jeff Johns loves Barry Allen and Barry Allen is a great guy. And when Barry Allen falls, clearly he's the linchpin of everything uh and everything falls apart until he can realize that and become the hero that he was going to be again i feel like that personally is a story that is more what i remember flashpoint for than aquaman and wonder woman destroying the world basically at war i know that like other people that might be what really resonates with them and that's the cool part of it and that's totally cool i just for me you're asking my reaction my reaction was Oh, neat! They're really gonna go for like the gut um, in the Flash movie of. I don't know how you do that so early on, but then I thought, oh, also this could just mean nothing and kind of just be a cool title, and that is okay too. 
you know, <laughs> Civil War really burned me on that because I value Civil War from like a a political and um, philosophical stance. Uh, the Flash Flashpoint I just loved because it was such a great character thing. Uh, I can get over it because I feel like Barry is this is clearly something new for him, um, a different version of the character. So it just makes sense that it would be a different version of, of Flashpoint. I'm, I don't get too precious with that stuff uh, to begin with. And with the TV show doing a similar thing, like under Jeff Johns's supervision, I have to imagine it'll be something different. But there's a lot of different places they can go. And I do have ideas that get me excited without being too worried about what they are or aren't going to fulfill yeah and that's the I, you mentioned a key thing there that f- they're doing this so early so like let's assume that this film will be coming out in 2020 because i mean as you said there's no director there's no writer i know that the last time there was any talks about a writer was that he was doing um i don't know what his name was but he was doing a a, a one-page rewrite and um, mm. i think he, he may have been the guy from king arthur which yeah i don't remember seeing a lot of people getting excited when that name got announced um because the film had just opened in theaters but you know i i I digress but i that's the key thing like is it too soon for the dceu to do flashpoint now people have their own perception of what flashpoint would be used for some people would you know like you were talking about that epic story of barry getting that one day to go back and change everything that went wrong in his life some people love it because there's a great epic war between wonder woman and aquaman um, although mm-hmm. I, I, the, the idea of Gal Gadot just holding Amber Heard's head is like a haunting <laughs> image. So, uh, but and some people want to, you know, maybe want to see like like a very skinny Henry Cavill because what would happen to Superman if he was taken? <laughs> I mean, I mean, although yeah, yeah, it's a cool. Oh, and Flashpoint Batman for sure. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I mean. Again, I don't think Zack Snyder just cast him as Thomas Wayne and it was like, yeah, we're just going to use it for once and then never use it ever again. I think he had an agenda, uh, a good one, because Jeffrey D. Morgan, I mean, hello. Do I need to explain myself how epic he is? <laughs> uh, and then Lauren Cohen, you know, she would play, you know, a twisted Martha Wayne. And um, I wonder what the word Martha would mean in the in a Flashpoint universe. <laughs> Again, yeah, right. Again, I'm one of those people that actually defends that Martha scene, by the way, because... Oh, yeah. Like, I still don't get the people that don't, that didn't get it. They think it's like a big joke. I'm like, you know, it's... it's... Yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, you know, you had me at hello, you know, or like... um. Yeah, the Jim Wire line, right? Like, you complete me. And people are always like, oh, 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 and everybody was crying when that was in the theater because it's... It just be- it becomes bigger than the movie it's remembered from, but you know that would be hysterical. Joke, I feel like, hmm. You know what's a, what's the bigger joke? It's the it's the third act of Civil War where Tony Stark is just a big prick for no for for no good reasons. <laughs> I'm so, okay. You know what? Tangent because this is this is, you know I co-host this podcast. I've been doing it for four years. I get to do this. Shit. Tony Stark is really like a white male privileged dickhead because he. Can can't understand the idea that Bucky had no fucking control of himself. Okay, what good will it do for you, Tony, to kill Bucky? Steve Rogers only 
remaining friend from his original timeline. You know what he needs? Or he, would have needed? What would he need? What would have needed? He would have needed Barry and Cisco. Yes. To be like, do you know what we did when our friend got brainwashed and started like attacking people? We just loved her like more. We pulled up. We pulled a, a Xander on Willow. Yeah, <laughs> that scene. That scene in season six breaks me so hard. Uh, for any Marvel fans that will want to, uh, that will be pissed at me after hearing that, but you can tweet me at Andrew where I won't give a. F- um, because again, I <laughs> Civil War was almost worked for me. But Superman does. And again, I'm the guy who runs the Marvel board. I love Marvel and I love DC. I just don't love Civil War like everyone else does. Sue me. Go for it. Whatever. But yeah, go. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Flashpoint. Um, oh, yeah. That's, that, that's the thing. I. Is it important at this point that we see a Flash movie that is just a Flash movie? Or, sh- or is it? Is it maybe good for that that they do a Flashpoint movie? At this point, if it's like in 2020, it will be three years from now. Who knows if the Flash TV show will still be on air at that point? Uh, but you know, let's let's say it is still on air and they do the mm-hmm. Flashpoint movie. I guess my thing is that is it still too early though? Because the thing is, if the, I, knowing Jeff Johns and knowing that, I mean, if one if Gal Gadot is already saying that I'm going to be in Flashpoint, it's. I mean, if if the if the next thing that comes out is Jason Momoa saying, yeah, yeah, I'm doing like a flash thing in uh, 2020, that was the worst Jason Momoa impression, by the way. We will know that that, that is. No, I mean, we got Jason Momoa. Well, official. Yeah, I confirmed, mean, guys. We have the exclusive. You heard the audio. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Flashpoint uh, in 2020. No, I don't know. He his voice. <laughs> Like I could, I yeah. would marry it. But like, if he comes out and confirms that he's in the two, then we know. Okay, they're doing it. There's no other. No, but here's there. here's I mean, the problem. Here's the problem with me. I get what you're. I get what you're saying. You know, the the problem is that people always say, you know, it's too soon, and that like, okay, well, it's too soon because we need to have forty years of this character. So it's just never going to to translate. The 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 thing that baffles me is that I clearly read a different comic than everybody else because the whole point of Flashpoint was Barry trying to make things better, seeing all of the faces that he knew worse, and then realizing he needs to go back and change it to the way it used to be. So I like I get that I feel like that event is fictionally completely separate from the new 52 relaunch. Like, editorially, it is what allowed them to just restart everything over and say, yeah, but, like, asterisk on the back page with this weird panel of, like, a cosmic shattering, you know, that, oh, but everybody's younger now and they're all different versions that just look like they used to. Like, the comic ends with him back being who he is and he's happy like and he got to bring a message from this alternate universe to someone that it means a lot to like people saying and i'm not i'm not like criticizing the opinion i'm just saying that people who say oh a flashpoint movie that means they're going to change the dceu 
that only makes sense to me if they go through like one of movie for everybody and then have Flashpoint Part Two where they change it back to the the, the way it was. So uh, there's some like false interpretation here going on, I think, because the story doesn't make sense if Barry doesn't fix it. Like, I don't. I think that you know you can say this is an opportunity to like wholesale restart all of these characters or the ones that we want to, I guess, but keep Wonder Woman. I don't know. Um, but it is completely at the cost of Barry's story because yeah. he's a, he's, his he's, entire, a plot, he's a plot device. He's not a character done. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's the lesson that he should have learned. I guess he just doesn't like, the lesson he learns is the one that he learned in the TV show, which is like, like, oh, man, this is really bad. I should never have done that, which is not a really satisfying lesson. Um, and we're still kind of dealing with wanting to get it to a place where he can put it behind him. So personally, I think if they say, you know, Gal Gadot's in it, oh, great. We're going to get to see if, if this is Flashpoint and in a similar way to, um, you know, the comic, we're going to get to see who she could have been had things gone differently. If Jason Momoa says, oh, I'm going to be in it, oh, crazy. Yeah, maybe we'll see, like, what if he's a really powerful, noble king? You know, um, is there a drawback to that? What if, uh, do we get to see Vic Stone in this one? Um, is he is he fine? Did that accident never happen to him? Did he end up having a career where, he, you know, what if he didn't get close to his father ever again, but he was pro- financially successful? He's a pro football player. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all really interesting ideas to me. And the point of all of it was that, you know, in the comics, pretty much everybody got worse. Um, and that was the lesson. I feel like in the movies, you can have everybody get better or worse or be the same or just be different. But they aren't a team anymore. You know, there is no age of heroes that we're going to get in Justice League. Barry won't have those friends, presumably, that he needs. Um, he and then and his Iris story. Will, he, is, he and Iris will not be together. Yeah. She will be with, uh, you know, what if what if they actually bring in Eddie Fawn and they're like, you know, and like, it's he's not just a guy. He's just a guy or whatever. Yeah. And then, you yeah, know, and, well, and the, a villain. You know, have have Jai Courtney come in as a cameo as he's the beloved, oh, you know, Captain that. Boomerang vigilante of Central City who's helping everybody. Um, oh my like the, god, that, have... I I kind of want that on the TV show though. Like that's kind of like, can we just borrow <laughs> right Jai? I can't. I yeah, still I... can't believe the Arrow killed off Captain Boomerang. Well, yeah, they didn't. I mean, maybe that was the stipulation that they needed to. They could have him for a little bit, but wrap up his story well, i mean i mean the embargo thing is like it's kind of dead it's just like oh yeah i don't i, I just don't think certain people in this creative team doesn't seem to like the flash very much <laughs> well do you do you get what i'm saying about yeah no i get what you're saying and the thing is like for me my biggest issue with how people are perceiving what flashpoint the movie could do is that it would fix the quote-unquote problems dceu i'm sorry what problems? Is it because it's not as like sunshiny and and uh, rainbowy as the MCU? 
I don't, I don't, what, what problems does the DCEU have that that need, needs to be fixed? Because here's the thing, I, Flashpoint for me, when it came to the TV show, I kind of felt like, you know what, it should retcon and change a couple of things because the Arrowverse will be going on for a long time. This is a TV franchise. The movies will, I mean, it's a different story because you have a movie coming out, like you get two movies per year or something like that. And then if we're talking franchises, you're getting one movie from that franchise every second year or something like that and so that's why i'm like when i hear someone say well they could use your flashpoint to fix dc i'm like i that's not what i would want to see a movie do well i don't I, even know yeah I, I and i to your point like i don't know what that would look like like it, it, wonder woman is in the dceu um because I, I think it just boils down the real problem here is that i think critics and a lot of people don't really respond to Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. And that makes me really disappointed. I mean, I, I respect those well, yeah, people, but, and that's, but it's like... Yes. Teach their own. You know what I mean? it's There's no accounting yeah. for taste. Everybody likes yeah. what they don't like. Yeah. We're um, not here to attack anyone. We just want to make sure that, like, as jokey as I yeah. can get, <laughs> I, I'm not attacking anyone. Yeah, love what you love, Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, just as long as you respect what other people love, and they respect what you love. That's that's what yeah. we're saying. So, so you're basically saying, you know, okay, well, let's do a reboot where the DCU isn't directed by Zack Snyder anymore um you know what we'll just bring in a different director like you, you don't need to spend a movie I, like it's the kind of thing that i don't think the average person cares about at all i mean we we recast batman in movies back to back people don't like we do and the people you know in the nerd community i'm sure when they were recasting from michael keaton to val kilmer we're all you know it's never gonna work you can't just change Batman and the average person, me, you know, eight or nine years old, ten years old when that was happening. I, do, I don't – that does not register to me because these are just fun movies I basically stop thinking about after I leave the theater. So Wonder Woman – it's not like people enjoyed Wonder Woman more because her debut was directed by Zack Snyder. Like I don't think that is a one-to-one. -one. I think a lot of people went to see Wonder Woman who didn't go see the other movies probably um from the box office so it's just a false need it's not even a matter of of don't fix what isn't broken like i think that if you want to make movies that are not what dc movies are and i've kind of written this before like those dc movies are what they turned out to be pretty intentionally so if you don't like that and you just want them to be making different movies i mean that's a weird way to look at at movies just in general i guess because i mean that's just that's weird i, I don't go into a sushi restaurant and say you should have burgers um because i'd be the jerk but that, that would just be weird but, you know to I mean, go tell a sushi burger sushi place like, go get burgers you should have burgers sushi sucks um <laughs> but but you know if, if i yeah. love superman and i want to see a different version of him on, on film you know that might happen eventually it's just you don't need to reboot anything this isn't like the marvel universe where all of these characters are being introduced for one thing you know like each of their origin stories is tied to a certain mission that we're building toward like i just don't think that's the way it's been done pretty explicitly um so yeah just the the i don't think that you need to reboot anything i think that the marvel movies and the x-men movies perfectly show that 
people just really want to watch good movies. Like I don't really there are continuity errors and plot holes and time issues, and now they're in the Marvel universe too. But I it doesn't make me like them any less. So I don't I don't really know what the don't don't fix what ain't broke, but also it's not broken and no one's asking you to fix it. You know, so I have an idea for a Flashpoint movie. Do you want to hear it? I would. You know, Andrew, tell what is your pitch for a Flashpoint movie? This is going to be a bombshell because it basically is the exact same as the comic. Uh, we are introduced to Barry Allen, Ezra Miller, waking up, and he's not a superhero anymore. The world is different and weird, and he sees Iris, and he's not with her, uh, or maybe. He- sees iris and he is with her i guess we don't know where their relationship is in the justice league uh timeline i think he, um, i think she knows because in the trailer for justice league you see him using his powers in front of her and i'm like okay i guess they mm. I, guess, I guess she knows oh right 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 yeah yeah the window also, because also the thing is like if if iris i mean if we learn anything from iris on the tv shows that she is one smart cookie i i would i would choose to believe that the dc would let her be the same and not be fooled that her best friend is a superhero <laughs> yeah you can only get away with that if we're, they're not even doing it with Man of steel so don't yeah. do it with flash i almost think it would have been an insult to amy adams if they had had to be like you know what well yeah you're you're, you're wearing glasses i don't know I, I, wait you're you're not superman oh i can't you're to- i can totally not tell you're superman based on those glasses yeah exactly so yeah, just, you know his but, his mother is alive, his dad, uh, alive or whatever. You know it's happy. All of a sudden, oh my god, the the world has changed. Why has it changed so much? And I don't have my speed. And then, uh, you know, there was the long the report. Kind of the plan from early on was that Cyborg would be in the Flash movie. Maybe Barry seeks out Vic, and he's just a student. You know, we don't know who if he's a. I guess we don't know yet if he's a star athlete and a star student or just a star athlete. Um, but Barry needs help because he's got to get his powers back to fix what happens because look what the world has turned into. And then he figures out that what he did was go back and save his mother's life and it made everything worse. So he has to deal with that. And maybe there's a villain who knows, or the villain is just himself and he's got to figure out how to solve this crisis. And he does. And, hey, we're all happy. You kept the spirit and the point of Flashpoint really happy. He comes back, strengthens his bond with the other Justice League heroes. Um, frankly, the idea of – and I mentioned this. I wrote up the when the Wonder Woman news broke um, – or the report uh, came out that the idea of him working with a version of the DC Justice League heroes or hero – in a completely unpowered, confounded way of like, you're telling me I'm a superhero where we come from? What? Um, definitely has a Back to the Future vibe to it that would certainly fit Robert Zemeckis, uh, weirdly enough. Like, I just, the, the pitch of that movie has so many scenes that are similar to Marty trying to tell Doc, you know, how things end up that, um, it's just kind of a hysterical possible total random coincidence but in my mind that feels like a story that is not just i'm not trying to say that that's the story they're going to do or anything like that but 
that kind of story seems like grounded and built to inform and develop and build audience investment in Barry's character and one or two or three Justice League characters that may be there for fun or to do the same. And then we end up where we were, which was the whole point. But Barry's a changed guy. He sees things more valuable. Uh, and we know his father's in prison, so maybe he goes to see his dad. I don't know. You know, it's it's not a rather than, oh. Reboot the universe. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it kind of feels like people are still doing that when all of the movies have shown, like, we really should not bother doing that. You know, that um, people are expecting new characters to come into justice league to save the day. It's just, it, it seems like, yeah, it's possible. It doesn't really seem all that likely because the average person really needs to un- enjoy this and follow what's happening. And honestly, I don't know how you do a flashpoint reboot that the people who hate the DCEU really want to happen and make it good. I just, I really don't know how, you pull that off uh, in any satisfying way because the average audience member is going to be just completely lost. Even if they follow the plot, you do weird stuff to movies that are not even in the slightest way attached to this. Like, what do we expect from Wonder Woman 2 or 3 at that point? Exactly. Uh, it, it will be... as the thing. I, th- that's what I'm... That's my biggest hesitation with Flashpoint is that whether it is executives or if it's fans clamoring for a quote-unquote reboot, I just feel like Flashpoint should not be used for that. I, I mean, of course, when Barry comes back, like when he puts everything back together and he comes back to his original, you know, to his supposedly fixed timeline, of course, some things will be different. Like maybe, like maybe Diablo never died, something like maybe that. Maybe he's got a new suit. Yeah, exactly. The thing I just don't... Because here's the thing. People assumed... Okay, so there was a report going on, I think. I, I don't know when it came out, but it was right at Comic-Con. There was a report that Ben Affleck was... What was happening? He was going to exit the DCEU after the Batman? Or, like, what was... what was? Yeah, he just doesn't want to be playing Batman anymore. Yeah. So, basically, people were, like, suggesting that, you know, Lashpoint could face him out. I'm like, no. That's not really what... Here's the thing. If you just want to recast an actor, you do it for your next movie. You don't have to use something like Flashpoint to do that. It's not. It's not going to make sense that Ben, Aff- like Bruce Wayne, looks like Ben Affleck in the first. One, one <laughs> He's just a different guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like we, and then Ezra Miller's Barry Allen is just like never noticed that he's just like you know oh same old bros it's like you don't have to use Flashpoint for something like that. Flashpoint should be used to tell a beautiful story about when a superhero just makes a mistake. And how he yeah. deals with it. For me, and that's the thing, and one of the points that Andrew brings up in his um, article that he wrote called Why the Flashpoint Movie Should Reboot DCU at Screen Art, which I will put a hyperlink to in the description note, is, and I'm quoting, it would sabotage the first Flash movie. I'm going to go on record. I'm going to be honest. I've been on record stating that I haven't been, I'm, I'm not, I have not been the most excited person for the DCU flash because yes, I, I, I yeah. feel, I feel big. I think I feel, and I will always feel a big loyalty to Grant Gustin's flash and you know, what the people at the CW had done with his character, because this is, you know, the, I mean, for, for people who grew up with John with ship as their flash and said that that's my flash, for as long as I live, Grant Gustin is always going to be my Flash. 
But you know what? I can, I'm hoping that I will come to a day soon, and I think I will, where I can also say Ezra Miller is also my Flash. And I've seen him in interviews. I've seen him act. I mean, he's fantastic in Fantastic. <laughs> he's great in Fantastic Beasts. I can't say he's fantastic in Fantastic <laughs> Beasts because that is the worst unintentional pun ender. Yeah, he's a no. Great you act- want it to be like uh, like me when I read. I grew up with Wally West as my Flash, and then I read, you know, jeez, uh, oh, what Final Crisis? No, no. When did he come back? Infinite Crisis. When he appeared, and my my world was rocked, and then when he actually broke through in Final Crisis and then the Flash Rebirth, I was like, well, you know, Wally's the Flash, though. Like, I don't know why all of you people are acting like he is, and then you get to know him, and you're like, okay, this this guy's pretty cool, too, actually. Like, yeah, I guess it's just cool to be the Flash. Exactly, and I think that's what that's my stage at this point. I'm getting to that point. Like, hopefully, after you know, it, we're gonna we're gonna probably talk about Justice, you know, Flash in the Justice League movie on an episode of the Flash podcast this fall because you know we're called the Flash podcast, and where we'll you know mostly dedicated to the TV show. It is fun to break into the other mediums like the comics and the, and the movie and so on. And my point is that, like Andrew's article mentioned, if you do a Flashpoint movie just to reset the DCEU. Then it's kind of like well, this then, then it's not a Flash movie. It's um, it's yeah. it's like it's like it's a Justice Man- League movie in, in, to yeah. a large part. You know, like, it's like Iron Man two basically. It's like a prequel to the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie, just to set up everything. Yeah. To set up Black Widow and set up four. Like it's like that's not what I want. I just want a good adaptation of. And here's the thing, I'm not one of the people that hate Flashpoint from the TV show. I know there's a lot of people that are disappointed with it, but you know what? You have to accept the fact that this is a network television show with a great budget, but that that's, they there, there was never a point where we were going to see Aquaman and Wonder Woman fight on the CW. Totally. And this this was their version of Flashpoint. And, and the thing is, the main reason I keep thinking that the, the, here's what I'm going to give a, tell them a pass for for Flashpoint on the TV sh- on the TV show is if the day when the day comes that they do Crisis, they don't want to make themselves look at like they're ripping themselves off. From us, from us comic fans or journalism, we will understand. Okay, I mean, we would understand if you know that Flashpoint and Crisis are not the same thing. But average people, average television people that don't read comic, they would assume that if they see people, if they saw the TV show adapt Crisis on Infinite Earths, they would think, oh, they're just ripping themselves off because it's just a Flashpoint thing. But the thing is that there is significant differences. So. That's the only if they do if that's the reason they did Flashpoint that they went on the TV show, I'll give it a pass because you know and the thing is like it's a you know it's an adaptation I think they they made the point and buried that with the consequences and yeah for me I think that Amy Amy and I both I can say I think all of us but Amy and I in particular we were disappointed because that emotional arc it just wasn't they they just couldn't do something that substantial like they had other plans for the season so those big emotional moments or realizations uh were kind of just not really in the adaptation which which would not be the case if they followed a movie that also didn't have the same spectacle or editorial universe rebooting but was anchored in what was the point of flashpoint like from jeff johns it was to like you said show what happens when a super superhero makes a mistake and show why barry allen is the a special kind of hero to deal with that then if you put that in a movie i don't really care what the spectacle is if you get that point across then that's cool you know that's a fun story that is uniquely his which is what you're saying too right i don't want a story that is 
to service something else. I want a story that's to service Barry. Yeah, exactly. Because, no, exactly. Yeah. Because that way, like, because the thing, movies like Iron Man 2, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, was to set up other franchises, other sequels, um, and that's not what I want. I want, you know, I want the first Flash movie to be for that franchise. Yes, it's a plus if it has some significant effects of other franchises like you know like i said bringing back a few couple characters from the dead maybe changing a couple costumes just maybe changing some of in like like some outcomes but the character is still there or whatnot i don't want flywood to be used as a way to phase out characters or phase out actors uh or to just be like we're fixing things because people don't like Zack snyder and that's the thing like i mean here we we don't want to just say you know it's like People like here's the thing. If you don't like Zack Snyder for his creative direction, that's totally fine. But Andrew and I, we happen to like what Zack Snyder has done. I love this universe that he's created, and I, I mean, I don't know how you would feel about it, Andrew. But if Flashpoint was to give us a Zack Snyder-less universe, I don't think I would, I would want to watch DC films because I think he actually did something really fun with it. He is so dedicated to the comics, like I mean, like bringing the, these some of these iconic comic panels to life while telling beautiful stories. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I honestly, if if for no other reason, only Zack Snyder would think of making Jason Momoa Aquaman, and <laughs> I mean that that is just that is what I want. Um, so, you know, I and and people. I guess that's we've kind of gotten into the thing. I hope that people listening to us talk about the TV show know that, like all of the things that I don't like, I'm only speaking for myself. Like I'm not giving a a written review and signing my name to it. I'm just talking about I didn't like it. I recognize other people do, and that's wicked. I wish I was in that camp with them. Um, a lot of people don't like uh, this particular version of Superman. I guess mainly. Um, I really do like it. Re- it really speaks to me because it's different. So I would hope that that courtesy would kind of be returned. Um, I don't scream at the TV show for not making Flash who I want him to be. Like I could, but I I try to remind myself that other people like Andy or Amy or Brittany or people on Twitter love those moments, and that is awesome because they're getting out of the character what I've gotten out of different versions. So. Just the idea of like when you boil it down to how Warner Brothers and Jeff Johns and DC Films have done to this point, the idea of redoing, like sacrificing what creators came up with to try again, like to just start over and try to make something that people will like is just – that's not why I like movies. Like that that just isn't the kind of creative process that – I has made me fall in love with movies. You know, that's not how Jurassic Park was made. And I love Jurassic Park. Ma- the Matrix was weird and it changed my life, you know. Um, and honestly, I think the, the kind of cool thing that DC has has crafted so far by just letting directors come up with their idea and then do it um, is that I don't know what to expect from these movies. Like, and that is equates really strongly with comics and TV adaptations for me. Like, I don't know what the Flashpoint movie is going to be. Like, I don't know. Is it a comedy? Is it an action comedy? Is it a drama? 
I, I, I think it's safe to say it's not going to be a comedy. Um, I, I think that is something we can confirm right now. I, uh, but who I, knows? I, I, An action I, comedy, man. There, there are, there's fun moments in there, in that comic with the Shazam kids. Like we don't even know. I mean, the point is the tone is open to whatever the director who ends up with this movie feels. You know, in line with the studio's plans, but. The idea of – I think that's the crux of it. People are excited by the idea that this is a chance for the studio, like capital S, faceless um, thing to fix, to just start making good movies uh, when that is it's, – it's a little too abstracted for me. Like I, I would rather a really cool creator come up with a cool creative vision – and then make a cool movie that stars the Flash. Than any of this other stuff, uh, that may be like it might be what, what we end up getting. But and I might love it in the end. But it's just not what excites me, or you know, it's it's not what draws me to this kind of stuff more than other movies. Exactly, and I think it, it, it's I as I'm warming up to the DCEU Flash. I mean, again, I. I you know, maybe Android. We maybe we. I mean, again, I think Android. I think at the, at the end of the day, we both love this. You know, this version. You know, the TV show version of the Flash. You know, yeah. there's maybe a different aspect. But I feel like for me, like as I'm warming up to the DCU Flash, I feel like a Flashpoint movie, like just to you know, to just be like a corporate fixing of whatever for to satisfy critics and box office results. That's not what you should use Flashpoint two. That's not what you should use Flashpoint four. And mm-hmm. and like again, like I want the emotional, like I want an emotional, epic saga, you know, with with Flashpoint. I I don't want like I do, I don't want it to be a gimmick. I think that's my main issue. Is that I don't want it to be a gimmick just to like, to be a sellout. Because again, you know, for some that's the thing. Like for some people, they're gonna they're gonna love these DC films. Some people are just not. People are gonna love. Some people are gonna love the Marvel movies, and some people won't. And apparently, the people that don't yep. love Marvel movies will be hanged on on Twitter. Apparently, because God forbid that anyone speaks ill of Marvel Studios. Um, well, under the people who who you know say they love a, a a Zack Snyder movie, it's the same. I mean, it's just it's probably the same across the movie industry. If you say you love Michael Bay, it's just people are kind of they don't have love for the characters in the same way, and that's like. At some point, I think we're just going to start repeating ourselves. But I would personally be less excited if, like, DC announced tomorrow that they're going to relaunch the Flash and it will be more fun than if they said we're going to relaunch the Flash and the writer is going to be this person, you know? And it's a, a person who is interesting for taking risks and doing weird stuff like that is, oh man, what story are they going to tell? You know? So, uh, tomorrow Warner brothers saying we are announcing that the flash movie is going to be fun and optimistic is like, well, you're not the person who determines that. So if they announce, you know, that it's going to be directed by Lauren Miller or, you know, Joss Whedon or just insert name, I would be like, oh man, that, okay, now I can, now I know what to expect and what to be intrigued by because this movie's not going to kill my family or, or cost me, you know, a hundred bucks even. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, when they say Flashpoint is like, oh, cool, what an interesting uh, chapter of Barry Allen's story to, to start a movie in. 
not you know who's gonna play the you know <laughs> who's who's gonna play that Joker girl that gets thrown off a ledge in the opening scene. Uh, I don't expect that strict oh, I, adaptation. I, I have a suggestion, but I I can't say it on there because I think certain fan will kill me. Um, <laughs> I mean, say no more. Wait, do you know who I'm talking about? I mean, I think I do, but I would much rather have people tweet at us guessing or with their own ideas because that would be an amazing cameo. <laughs> Look what I just sent you. Uh, and people are gonna be like, "What did he send?" I'm not editing that part out, but like, I'm not gonna say the name. Um, um, yeah. So that so, so you know, just to sum up our thoughts, I um. I'm cautious, the, the the way you felt about season four of the Flash that you know you were talking about you're cautiously optimistic. That's how I feel about the Flashpoint movie. Is that I feel like if they focus on just the core of the story, like here's the thing, don't like I don't look you, don't change anything with the universe when Barry gets back. Just give us that one day that one day when everything went wrong. That's all I need. That's the story I want to mm-hmm. see. Um, now, who will direct it? I mean, if Robert Zemeckis is, is is really on the short list, I mean, we haven't heard any updates on that. Um, you know, it would be kind of funny if a female director did The Flash. Like, you know, a female director takes on a male superhero movie. That would be kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Not Patty Jenkins. There's more than one of them. She, she will be... Yeah. What? <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that... In Hollywood, there's more than one female director. I've heard, I've I've seen the names. Wait, so hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me confirm with TMZ. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, TMZ, they're, they're adorable. Uh, no, but I, I mean, I mean, someone like maybe, could you imagine what Lexi Alexander would do with a Flashpoint movie? Yeah, that that could be interesting. But yeah, like I. I'm looking forward to hearing news about this film and what 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 will come up for it. I think if they're gonna really go and do Flashpoint, I think it could be good that they do it in 2020, so that way there is some distance between the show's adaptation, the comic itself, and uh, maybe you know you know what we when did the the comic came out in 2011, correct? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Before the relaunch. So, what if? You release it on 2021, maybe the 10-year anniversary. That could be kind of cool. That would be very cool. Jeff Johns, if you're listening, you can have that idea for free. Uh, Oh, yeah, and by then, people will have forgotten about the Batman v Superman cameo. So when Barry is like, oh, man, Batman killed Superman and everything got awful. So then when he goes back, in time and like tries to get into the back cave and tell Bruce that like you should have trusted your gut you're right about him that uh and then he does listen so then he changes it because we still have that dangling like but they don't even need to show the other side of that scene but I feel like um you know Jeff Johns is the guy who would have a cool idea of how to work that into a bigger story I wonder if he's even. Do you think he's involved with the Flashpoint movie? Like, it's like, do you think he could he be writing the script? Maybe. I th- well, yeah, we don't even know what stage this thing is. Really. I feel like uh, it's the character of the Flash is so precious to Jeff Johns, and like, kind of openly, like that is his the first hero that really like resonated with him. Mm-hmm, that 
you're probably going to have equal parts. He is going to have a role in informing the person who is writing that story about what is the heart of the character. But then also somebody as professional as him knows to, you know, not just micromanage. Uh, so I would expect the movie to be of all of the characters to be spiritually right. I don't think the odds are better for any hero more than the flash under Jeff Johns leading DC films. The the one thing I do still hope before we get to the end of this show is, is Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller teaming up somehow. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably more likely that Grant will show up in one of the films like when the show is maybe over as opposed to Ezra showing up. I mean, again, I mean, it's not impossible because he, Ezra has been, they've they both been on record saying that they would love to work together. They would, you know, like Ezra really wants to do a race, like Flash of Two Worlds. So I, that's what I really want to see as I, because I think that would be really fun. You know what? It would be even fun if Grant Gustin had a role, if Grant had a role maybe in Flashpoint somehow, like maybe, he, you know, to make that different. He's Iris's other boyfriend. <laughs> in the Flashpoint universe, he's the guy that she's with. Or uh, crushing, soul crushing. That that, that 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 broke me, Andrew. Like, I mean, you you broke me already <laughs> once tonight by saying that Oliver, like Oliver's, like to get something blue, he gets something for Laurel's grave. I'm like, well, how about he gives something to Black Siren instead? You could have come. You could have thought of that, Andrew. Or Sorry, he, man. You don't like Black Siren, do you? Uh, yeah. Is it safe place? Is it safe place? Yeah, yeah. You don't like her? Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, <laughs> my idea is that Grant would play, would come in, and he would he would come up, he would come from Earth One, and advise this Barry, saying that I've been here. Just I want him you to want be him. like I want him to be just a faceless person. Just you, you see him in the background long enough to see it's him, and then he just is detonated in collateral damage. Wow! Like um, that's. I dark. mean, just because I feel like that would be more fun for Grant Gustin. Either way, they definitely need to like race down the red carpet or something, right? Like Grant Gustin at the premiere for the Flash movie is going to be all our dreams come true. Again, I mean, I mean, if he can also be in the movie for like um, for like five minutes, that would be fun. I mean, <laughs> that should be the post credit scene, is him, just uh, watching the news of the Flash and but being like, do "What did I change? Scenes. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be amazing if he wakes up the way movie Barry does and he's like, or what happened? I guess. Um, <laughs> that Are you work. kidding me? That could be his Flashpoint. Ugh. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait. Why would the movie end with Grant Gustin's Barry waking up? Because the movie would be Ezra waking up with no powers as the actual movie, and then he goes back and sets everything right, and then he is the Flash, and then after the post credits, you see the Flash returning, and Grant is like, "What happened? Why don't I have my speed anymore?" So the whole don't, show was like a blip in the timeline. Don't depower my boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're getting loopy now. Uh, no, but I again, I want them to do a crossover story together. Like, for even if it's just one episode of the show, or if it's just like ten minutes in the movie, just I want to see Grant and Ezra on screen together. I, you know what? That'll uh, that'll probably be 
who ends up getting the role or the, the of director. That will probably be a good sign of the tone. Because if it is someone like Lord Miller that was rumored before, I could definitely see Grant Custom being because that's just that kind of you know meta humor from those guys. Oh yeah, and they and I, and I think they would know also really how to write this both oh, their, yeah. both their berries. So yeah. um or Kevin Smith, I mean that could be interesting. Uh, if Kevin Smith does it, you know he will bring in Grant. And Candace could go the and the whole hang cast. Out. <laughs> what would Joe West be who would play Joe West in the CCEU? Would we would would we would we be ready for it? Um assuming but, it isn't just, just Jesse L. Martin. You can't have Jesse L. Martin play the Earth DCEU Joe, Joe West and then not have Grant and Candace playing Baron Iris in the DCU. Hmm. Come, come on now. I mean, like, then you know what? We go to plan A for everything. Idris Elba. Oh my god, I didn't even think about... No, he's gonna he's gonna play Jon Stewart because that's what every fan list is. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Can we... Can we please put Idris Elba for other roles than just Jon Stewart? He could play any. He could, you know what? He could play Black Lightning. He could play all of them. <laughs> wow, you you want him to play every black superhero? Every I want him to play every superhero. Oh, <laughs> okay. Bingo! Wonder Woman two. If they have a new Steve Trevor, it's Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. look! Listen, listen, listen. Do not piss off the pineapple. Uh, the the pine <laughs> wait what's what's the name of his fandom the pine nuts are they pine oh are they pine nuts but i just watched a graham norton show from maybe like two years ago um but i don't i think oh man <laughs> graham, could you <laughs> oh my god we're getting so loopy okay um any closing thoughts about the flashpoint movie like are you what what is the next announcement do you want to hear about the flashpoint movie besides a director Oh, oh, what a hmm. Oh, if Reverse Flash is going to be a villain, because I know a lot of people would say that you need that. However, um, aside from the fact that like Thawn killed his mother, yeah, um, I feel like the the actual plot of Flashpoint. Doesn't need him in it. He, he's kind of like the extra, you know, uh, the puppet master. Well, but he, but he isn't. You know, like he, he did that after. Like Barry started. It was Barry that did it. Like, you know, he says that line, right? I didn't do this, Barry. You did. Which is the thematic gut punch, and then the kind of extended universe retcon gut punch is that he's responsible for all of the bad things that happened to Barry, but they're in the, in the, at least the way I read it, they're kind of separate. Like I think that a flashpoint movie can work without a, a villain, you know, that is pulling the, the strings. I think it almost works better in some ways if you just make it so you don't need a reverse flash. So if they announce that he's going to be in it, not who's going to play him, but that they say, you know, yeah, we are doing reverse flash or the director, whoever it is tweets the photo of reverse flash or whatever uh that'll be huge because that'll give me a sense of what we're really going for in the flash's corner of the dceu yeah i think what i want to hear next about the the, the five point movie is just a reassuring reinsurance from 
someone like Jeff or whoever ends up working on this film that we're not here to undo the work that has been done before. We're here to tell a superhero story and then we're going to go back to the way we used to be with maybe a couple changes. Not with suddenly Ben Affleck not looking like Ben Affleck anymore at the end of the movie. <laughs> that is the most awkward. That would be the most awkward yeah. thing ever. Like Ben Affleck is in the movie, and then suddenly like uh, Jensen Ackles is playing like bad matter, and, <laughs> and and Ezra Miller like doesn't say anything about it. He's just like you know, oh Bruce, I brought this letter for you. Like that would be the worst payoff for me ever. Like if Ben Affleck doesn't get to be the one that gets that letter, so yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe they just re- they replace Ben Affleck with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's their big agenda. Um, <laughs> well, uh, no, but that's what I mean. If it's not, you know, it's it's the character who he it's the like flashpoint analog like to that hero. So if he spends most of his time with Cyborg, then they could make that emotional story Vix. You know, it's his mother. Or you you could do whatever you want there. Like uh, I can't see Ben Affleck's Batman and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Batman being a major player in the story because but maybe. But I feel like Jeffrey Dean Morgan will be in it somehow because again I feel like you don't cast him as Thomas Wayne to just do a one throwaway scene and be and not throwaway but like just I, one. I scene feel and... like Zack Snyder would be the guy to just do that because it's fun. No, see here's the I think Zack Snyder would be the guy that would do. The complete opposite. I think he would cast him because he's like, I think one day they're gonna do a Viper movie, and I think they're gonna do Thomas Wayne as Bra- as Batman. Well, come on, you know you want you 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 totally want to see Negan just put on that Batman suit and just throw away that, that freaking uh, uh baseball bat. Ew. Well, I don't I don't want to think about that bat. But I, I don't watch it again. That I all I know was that I saw way too many Negan cosplayers at Comic Con to the point where I'm like, "Yep, it doesn't matter if I don't watch the show." Now I know Negan. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, but this was fun. Like we don't get to again. We don't get to talk about the Flash on DCU as much. Uh, not because we don't want to. It's just because there's to be completely honest, there just hasn't been a lot of about the details about him. But again. Yeah. When Just Sleep comes out, I think that I know, I hope, I know, I think Andrew, I think we can speak for the both of us that we will be able to talk about the Flash in the Just Sleep movie on this podcast in some capacity. And I'm sure Amy and Brittany will be game too. And uh, and again, guys, again, we're not going to stop suddenly talk, st- stop talking about a TV show because the Flash is mainly about a TV show. But, you know, now that the Flash is starting to get a bigger, you know, you know, expand in another medium. We want to integrate that somehow. So maybe it's a special edition episode or like this, a summer season episode. We get a chance to kind of like talk about a different flash. Like we talk about comics. So, um, so let's just, let's just see if this movie actually also happens because you never know. Hollywood is Hollywood. And, but uh, no, but this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And uh, guys, let us know what you think. Do you think it's too early for a Flashpoint movie? Do you want a Flashpoint movie? Do you think, should it have any rebooting effects? Or should it be like what Anne and I talked about? Just have that status, you know, that that, that epicness of what happens to a superhero when he, a superhero this powerful that he messes it all up. 
tweet us at the Flash Podcast. You can email us at flashpodcast.gmail.com for for those kind of things because we definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about it. And uh, we want to you know engage with us. Uh, do let's have a conversation about it because. You know, we have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of Flash fans. So we want to see what everyone thinks. But uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast. We will be most likely back next week for some new adventures. But uh, before we wrap up, we're just going to do some plugs as usual. So, uh, Andrew, first of all, good to have you back. Missed you. Uh, missed you more at Comic-Con, like we said on air. <laughs> uh, like, again, I mean, Ben yeah. Ken, I mean, we... I mean, we may or may not have Ben Kenrick uh, from Screenrun as our official new co-host, but yeah, you know, he's snaking me here. Yeah, no, but uh, we will try to have to try get him on, uh, as well as Molly Freeman. Molly, if you're listening, you ha- you still have an open invitation. Uh, and uh, but uh, you know what? I think that's my goal for for season four. Just get on as many Screenrun people as I can. <laughs> uh, like I mean, no, like Ben and Molly. I know they would be game. I. I don't know if Rob Keys is a Flash fan at this point. Um, Good question. You, you realize what you're opening yourself up to, though. We're going to get Ben and Molly and then Brittany. Well, and then... Well, Brittany's, well, Brittany's already on the show. and She's always on the show. No, but we'll have us on here, and then we'll just go over to your photo on Skype and just disconnect your call. And then, and then to- you will to- be like, to- turn to that's a to- it. And turn to a total geek call, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, no, the but... logo goes on Twitter. Will change. It'll be amazing. <laughs> oh. An amazing takeover. <laughs> Don't test my fear. Right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, but if if any of those people would love to come on, uh, they they know where to find us. But but Andrew, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Andrew B Dice uh, D Y C E on Twitter. I muse about stuff there, and you can find everything that I write on ScreenRant.com. And um, I did I see something the other day about you doing another podcast? Something about the the um, Bachelor? Oh, <laughs> oh! Don't get people's hopes up. I'm just having to tweet from the Bachelor Pod Twitter account. Uh, ben and I and our our cohorts don't really have the time to invest into the show. Um, or maybe the desire, given the last few seasons, but some definite shade throwing on Twitter is always likely on Monday nights. Well, I mean, I throw shade on the air, so like, I mean, like you know, <laughs> tw- Twitter is even a better place True. for it. My dear listeners, you can find me uh, on my f- public Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page, all at Andrew Bact. And in my bio, you'll find links to all my work, including the Titans podcast that I also co-host on the DC podcast network with uh, Amy G, Kat Kalmia, and Corinne McCreary. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a new episode very soon, I believe, as... Uh, we might have some more news about Titans hopefully very soon. So go to TitansPodcast.com, follow Facebook, Twitter, at Titans Podcast, and subscribe to Titans Podcast on iTunes Stitcher Radio. Now, and also you can check out the Marvel Port, which is uh, my amazing Marvel website that I run with uh, some amazing people, including Brittany Rivera, our amazing co-host. So, uh, so quick plugs for the podcast. You can visit TheFlyPocket.com for all the latest news about the Flash TV show, including photos and trailers and descriptions and comic book reviews from Tariana. And anything you need to know about the TV show, you can get on the TheFlyPocket.com website. And you can also get the latest episode of this amazing podcast. You can keep up with the podcast on social media. 
uh, at the Flash Podcast everywhere on like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Periscope. We we probably need to do some more Periscope soon. Subscribe to the Flash Podcast on iTunes Stitcher Radio. If you have a couple moments, go to iTunes. When you're at iTunes, hit the subscribe button and give us a couple five star reviews and let us know what you think about the the podcast and what you think about the TV show. And because the thing is, like these good reviews, they they really do, do help us a lot because it it gives us more exposure and then maybe it allows us to do more things like Comic Cons, like we did this summer. You know, we got a lot of interviews on the DCT Podcast Network channel. So just you know, show your support and we really appreciate that. And uh, you can listen to the Flash Podcast live and wired on the Mixed Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Mixed Radio Network. And be sure to check out the entire DC Podcast Network featuring all these amazing podcasts for Arrow and The Flash and Supergirl and Legends Tomorrow and now also Black Lightning and Krypton, Titans, iZombie, and classic DC TV shows. Check it out at dcpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at dcpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to the mega feed on iTunes. And while you're on YouTube, go to the YouTube channel for DC Podcast where you can see great interviews from Comic-Con. We got from the cast of Supergirl, Black Lightning, iZombie, and Legends Tomorrow. Share the video, subscribe to the channel, and, you know, just... Get ready for this new season of DC TV. And if you have any questions about the Flash podcast uh, or about the TV show or why, what happens when only when it's only the boys on there, uh, email us at theflashpocket at gmail.com. You know, I wonder what's going to happen when Amy and Brittany listen. If they listen to this episode, they're like, they're like, <laughs> what? We Nobody tell them. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> don't tell them to listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because then it'd be like they need, we need to discipline them um no we we love those two ladies and we will hopefully have them on uh, very soon again uh, but you know but of course by season by the time season four begins we will all be assembled to cover another season on the flash so um but uh but that's gonna be it that's gonna be it for this week's episode of the flash podcast thank you guys so much for listening to a very long but very productive discussion and i think this was a very good episode for us and we haven't done anything together since june so i think it's like mm-hmm. it says something about our chemistry the fact that we can do good <laughs> like this after a long hey, time man. period yeah i think that uh, i think we we broke a lot of ground for uh, dc films tonight so i'm very happy exactly and if you're a fan of dc films let us know like you know there's that's the thing like twitter can actually be a positive place when we're not dealing with haters politics but um yes we're gonna sign up from here but from all of us here on the flash podcast i'm andy b i'm andy d (laughs) it's on it's on we're two andys now okay we'll see you next time on the flash podcast (laughs) 